This show was first broadcast on Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM, thanks to New Zealand On Air. Kia ora koutou, no mai haere mai, welcome to Kickstart Your Ride with Ride Forever. Ko Taranaki te maunga, ko kirihau te awa, no ngā motu ahau. Ke ACC ahe e mahi ana, ke Regional Injury Prevention Partner Takuturanga Mahi. Ko Riley McGregor Toku Ingwa. My name's Riley McGregor, and I am born and raised here in Taranaki. I am currently employed as the Regional Injury Prevention Partner for ACC in Taranaki and Wanganui, based in New Plymouth, and I'm excited to be hosting Kickstart Your Ride with Ride Forever, a series of shows where I get to speak to riders about their bikes, gear, attitudes, and the Ride Forever course. Before I get started with my guest today, I wanted to provide you, the listeners, with some background information about Ride Forever, an ACC initiative aimed at giving riders sound information and access to training so they can make better choices. Ride Forever was first established in 2009 when it was identified that motorcycle sales were once again booming after a slower period through the 90s. What this resulted in was many more riders on the road who lacked recent riding experiences, therefore crashes, injuries and fatalities were all rising rapidly. It was also realised that conventional safety messaging and programmes did not resonate with the majority of riders. Motorcyclists accept the risks that came along with their passion. What this has evolved into is a world's first, a nationally available, officially certified, advanced rider training program that has proven to reduce the incidence of riders having a crash by 27% and the associated claims cost by 45%. In other words, Ride Forever trained riders crash less often and the crashes they do have are on average less severe. Ride Forever coaches riders across the country to get the most out of their ride with more confidence, control and enjoyment. Welcome back to Kickstart Your Ride with Ride Forever. I am here with Lance Munro from Road Safe. He is one of our local Taranaki providers for the Ride Forever course. How are you today, Lance? I am good, thank you, Riley. Cool, cool. So I just want to know, what made you begin riding motorcycles? Well, it was a long story. Um, my brother and all my mates and that were riding motorcycles. I was a car enthusiast, but I thought I'll join them and see what was interest was. Cool. So how long ago was it, or how long have you been riding motorcycles yeah, for? Quite, how long quite a while now, 40, 45 years I've been riding motorbikes for. 45 years, wow. And how many bikes over 45 years have you owned? Well, I've lost count of those. <laughs> it's been quite a few. Quite a few. Well, okay, what, what about your current fleet? What, how I've got five motorbikes at the moment. Cool. I've got a GN, Suzuki GN125. I've got a Honda CB125. I've got a Royal Enfield 535 Continental GT. I've got a Hyasung 650, and my main bike is a Suzuki GSX S1000. Wow. Okay, so in terms of in terms of those bikes, there's lots of different brands there and things like that. What are you sort of looking for when you're you're choosing a bike to to go out? What what would you yeah What are you looking for in a bike? I'm looking basically for comfort and um, enjoyment. I want to enjoy my riding. When I was younger, the style was certainly different to what I'm riding now. I'm more in a more upright position, 
and a more a cruiser style now than what it was when I first started. Okay, what did you start on? What was your sort of? I started on a Honda XR500. Okay. It was a dual purpose bike, so I could use it off and on road. Right. And do you still have any dual purpose ones now? No, I don't. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. One of the questions I always like to ask people is: Is um, there any bike that they have sold that you wish you hadn't? And, and why do you wish you hadn't sold that bike? Okay, um, I used to have a 1982 Suzuki GSX 1100 Katana. It was a beautiful bike. It was a futuristic bike made in German. Well, it was made in Japan, but it was on German styling, okay. and um, it was way ahead of its time. And um, it was one of my favourite bikes. And I, I'd love to still have it now. <laughs> why did Why did you sell it at the time? Because uh, I always wanted to upgrade. I wanted yeah. to get the the next model, another bike. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so so for you, what's the best part of riding motorcycles? It's the enjoyment. It's it's the freedom. It's um. It's it's therapy for me. When I'm riding my motorcycle, I'm concentrating on my riding my motor. I can't concentrate on what's ha- happening at home or what's happening at work. My total focus has got to be on the uh, the ride and what's going on around me. Okay. And you and you said that yeah. You started off as a car enthusiast and you've you moved to motorcycles. Was that an instant fall in love with motorcycles or, or did it take a little bit of time of riding with your brother and your, and your friends? What? It was a, a slow progression because my passion was for cars and um, I really enjoyed that. When I first hopped on a, ma- a motorbike, it wasn't a natural experience. It was a total different feeling to r- driving a car and uh, that j- skills just developed over time. Great, great. Um, So how often do you normally ride uh, and for what purpose? Well I ride every day because it is my business so the main riding now is for CBTA assessments and Ride Forever courses. In the last eight years I've only been for two rides for myself, the (laughs) the rest of it's been work. Okay. And, and for those out there that may be, may be new to this motorcycle business, CBTA, that stands for? Competency-based training assessment. Okay. So that means that you, you can get your licence quicker by having proper training. Cool. Okay. And we'll touch on that a little bit later in terms of how Ride Forever and things can fit into, that, um, that, uh, into the CBTA process. Okay. We're going to take a quick break now, and after the, afterwards we're going to hear a little bit more about Lance and his involvement with Ride Forever.
Welcome back to Kickstart Your Ride with Ride Forever on Access Radio 104.4 FM. Uh, my name's Riley and I'm here with Lance from RoadSafe. Now Lance, you're a motorcycle instructor. What, what got you into that after being a car enthusiast, jumping on a bike, what got you into being an instructor? Well I've seen there's a potential out there to actually help people on the motorcycles. Like I said earlier in the interview here, I hopped on a motorbike. The way I learnt was from my brother and my friends and I had no formal training. My parents weren't into motorbikes so they didn't, couldn't help me as well. And through being an instructor, it's given me the opportunity to pass my knowledge on to the young ones because you're very vulnerable on a motorbike. And how long have you been an instructor for? I've been doing this instructing now for eight years. Okay. Ten years prior to that, I was a testing officer for cars, trucks and motorbikes. Right. And I was a car and motorcycle instructor five years prior to that. Oh, wow. So you've been doing this for a very long time. time. So, so when you mentioned eight years, is that all with Ride Forever? Or how long have you been involved with Ride Forever for? Ride Forever has been the last eight years from when I left being a testing officer to starting my own business. I've been doing that for the last eight years. Cool. Cool. And um, so you're, you're for RoadSafe. Now, RoadSafe is owned by the Templetons based in, in Wellington. But, so you contract to them up here. Which region do you cover? Okay, so um, I work for Lynn and Andrew Templeton from RoadSafe. Um, they're based in Wellington, like you said, but I cover the Taranaki and the Whanganui region. Right, and so where does that go to north? Is that Moko? Is it how, how far north is that? It's Moko, it's north, and um, we go down basically Whanganui, but you're Whanganui. Whanganui, cool. And then that goes quite a long way east as, east as well, does it? Uh, yeah, generally in Whanganui it's a smaller region, so generally they, they come into to Whanganui yeah. because with the, um, the CBTA and with the Ride Forever, we have got routes we go around. Okay, cool. And now you mentioned that you've been a CBTA instructor and things, so people that out there that are interested in Ride Forever and maybe new to riding, how, how does the Ride Forever course impact or help them get, get their licence and go through that, that process? Well, the CBTA, it, it allows them to get their licence in a shorter period of time. So they can go from their learner to their restricted straight away without a six-month wait. And they can go from their restricted to full in 12 months instead of 18 months. Okay. So you get rewarded for training, but also um, you get taught properly as well. Okay. And we're going to touch on what the different courses in terms of what the, the colours mean in terms of bronze, silver and gold, we're going to talk about that after the break, but I just wanted to, so you do your CBTA to, to get your licence, okay, once you've got your licence you can do a, a bronze course then, Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, okay, yeah. if you can and, extend on that a little okay. bit for me. In regard to, to um, a CBTA, in regard CBTA or Ride Forever we're talking about? So, so CBTA you need to do to get your... Okay, so, so C right? CBTA you need to get to to get, once you've got your learner licence, you can, you can carry on to your restricted and your full. Mm. The Ride Forever course, once you've got your learner licence, you can come on a Ride Forever course. Cool. And that, if by doing a bronze one, that helps you get your restricted sooner, or does it, do you need to do the silver to help you get your restricted sooner? Going on the Ride Forever course, it doesn't actually let you get your licence any quicker, but what it does, it prepares you for the restricted test. Right. So it, it's showing you what is needed for the test, it's teaching you about observation, about being spatially aware of what's going on around you, okay. how to counter steer to go around a corner, and how to make yourself and the other motorists you share the road with safe. Cool, fantastic. All right, we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we will talk 
around what the bronze, silver and gold courses mean um, and what people can expect when they attend a course with Lance uh, doing those things. So look forward to talking to you after the break. Can I walk here beside you? Can I speak your name? Can I just be here? Can I speak in anger? Can I speak in shame? Can I just be here? Welcome back to Kickstart Your Ride with Ride Forever on Access Radio 104.4 FM. My name's Riley, I'm here with Lance from RoadSafe. Lance is one of our uh, local Ride Forever trainers. Now, now Lance, you, we've just sort of touched on the, the different levels, but I'd like to go into a little bit more detail around these. So we have a bronze course, a silver course, and a gold course. But most people hear a word course, they imagine sitting in a classroom being lectured on something. Um, so could you tell us, our, our listeners, about what a rider would experience when they show up to do a bronze course for the first time? Okay, the bronze course is the beginner course. We're getting them prepared for their restricted licence. We meet in town at Elixir Cafe. We go for a ride around the urban area, so we have all the different riding environments. So we have um, stop signs, giveaway signs. We do the roundabouts. We teach them how to search, how to do head checks, how to use their mirrors and look 2-4 and 12 seconds ahead. Oh, well. okay. Once we've um, done that, we go back to my place, I live out in the country, and uh, it's not all day in the classroom. <laughs> we, we spend about an hour in the classroom. We go through um, explaining the blind spots to them. We explain the gyroscope effect of counter-steering. People don't understand that when they turn a motorbike, it's not like a car. You don't pull the handlebars to the right to go right. You've got to push it. So we go through the um, dynamics of a motorbike in that as well too. We go into the, um, obviously the safety of being seen and seeing other people, but we've got to be spatially aware of what's going on around us. So we've got to make sure, like in Taranaki, they treat indicators as optional, for example. <laughs> so we need to be looking for signs in the car, the positioning on the road, the, the movement of the head and the wheels and that as well. We go into um, 
safety gear visibility is very important. We want to make sure people will spend a few thousand dollars on a motorbike, but they don't think about the, the safety gear they're wearing. In New Zealand, the only requirement is a helmet, and that's not even checked for a warrant of fitness. People are not wearing gloves, they're not wearing jackets, they're not wearing boots, those type of things. So we go through the safety gear, make sure the helmet fits you and stuff like that. Cool. And then once they've finished in the classroom for that hour, what, what happens after that? Okay, then we've, um, we've, got, a, um, we've got several car parks that we're, we're allowed to use here in Taranaki. What we do is we go to the car park and we actually start putting it into practice. We start putting the counter steering into practice. We do the emergency braking. We show them how to use their brakes properly, how to actually set the suspension up because people who have never done it before just grab the, the handbrake and the wheel skids. We've got to compress the suspension so we show them how to use the front, the rear brake. We show them roughly there's 90% braking on the front, 10% on the rear and we show them how to do it. If they've got ABS on their bike, a lot of bikes do now, we show them how to use their ABS. We show them that when they're looking, they're looking where they go, not looking down at the ground. And we show them how to do U-turns, how to do figure eights. So we're basically showing them how to control the speed. And a lot of this is low speed manoeuvres. Right. A lot of people can hop on a bike and twist the accelerator, but it doesn't mean they can ride the bike. So we, should, we get them going as slow as possible and teach them not to look at the um, instruments and that, look where they're going. Okay. We go where we look. Okay. And then once you've, once you've done the car park, park activity, what happens from there? Okay, then we go, um, we, we grab some lunch, we go back to my place, we have a bit of a talk. And then we have um, talk back intercom system. So all the riders um, got intercom system and we go for a ride. For the bronze level riders, we go out through Leperton we go over the Bertram Road suspension bridge, Otoroa Road, through the tunnel, across the Tarata Saddle, uh, and back through Hurst House Road and back to my place. So it's a good afternoon ride. And how long would that afternoon ride sort of Afternoon be? ride would take two hours. Oh, wow. Now, during that ride, we don't just ride for two hours. We stop and we have talks. We change positions. So I ride to start with. They follow my lines and we talk and we change positions so I can give feedback on each individual rider and the other riders can hear what I'm saying to that other rider at the same time. Cool. Fantastic, fantastic. There is so much information in that, just in that bronze course, so is it solely for beginners or could experienced riders come and learn something going on this, on the bronze course? It's generally designed for beginners but we get a lot of gold level riders who turn up for the course and they all go away learning something. Generally, it's because they're, they're coming with their son or their daughter or their wife or their husband, the other way around. One of them's been riding bikes for years. They think they know it all, but they're just coming to support their um, child or their spouse. And everyone that's come is actually amazed at what they thought they knew and they didn't know. So everyone can benefit from a bronze course. Awesome. That's cool. So bronze course has got all that information. It's almost hard to imagine what you might do once you get to a silver course. So... So what, what, uh, what would people expect if they show up to do a silver course with you, Lance? Well, a silver course, we, we're going into a little bit more detail. We are getting them more ready for their full licence. So we're expecting that the positioning on the road and, and corners, for example, when they're going around corners, we'd expect to see them in the... There's wheel tracks where the cars and trucks travel. We'd be expecting them to go around a right-hand corner, travelling in the left-hand wheel track, going around a left-hand corner, travelling in the right-hand wheel track. That just means that they've got a better line of vision going around the corner, but also we've taught them counter-steering earlier on, so when you counter-steer the bike leans, 
it means you're still within your lane. Because if you're in the other wheel track, your bike may be in the lane, but your head is in the kill zone. So we're doing that. We're just um, that we're doing a little bit more work on the braking. We're still doing the emergency braking and that as well. Mm-hmm. But this time we're making sure they're, they're downshifting at the same time, and we're, we're trying to get them brake harder. I actually um, I've got braking zones. I actually put up a box, and we get them to actually from 50 kilometres now we get them to stop within that box, and it's amazing how quickly they can stop even on wet roads. They get a lot of confidence as well. And also we do a collision avoidance. They'll be coming towards me and at the last minute I'll tell them to go left or right. They don't know which way they have to go. And they've actually got to go left and right and stay within the cones. Okay. The, um, the ride, we're still going out around a similar area as the bronze, but we're going a little bit further out. We're going out past Lake Ratapiko, some more windier, twisty roads. And... Um, yeah, so it's a little bit more advanced on the bronze. Yeah. Is there still a classroom session with that? With There's that? still a, a classroom session there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we're just going into it. Yeah, so there's still about the same amount of time in the classroom session. We're just covering a little bit more yeah. specifics on, on, on brakes and um, using four-finger braking instead of two-finger braking and those type of things because people, when they tend to grab the um, brakes, they don't release the throttle, for example, <laughs> and the mo- bike's still revving in that as well too. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, heaps of information in those bronze and silver courses, and it sounds quite a little bit, I guess, prescribed. You've really got your, your syllabus for what you're going to teach in, in bronze and silver. So if you, I've been through those two courses and I, I want to do a gold course, what, what happens there? Is there still a syllabus, or do I get to make those decisions a little bit more as, as, the, um, as the rider? The, the gold course is tailored more to what the, the rider wants. We're still focused on um, safety. We want to make sure that they're safe and everyone else they share the road is safe, they get home with, but it's more what the rider. We may go into gravel riding, for example, like the last two courses people want to do gravel, so we've done a bit of gravel riding. We, we touch on group riding, because they're more likely to be riding in groups with their friends, um, they talk about the staggered formation and the following distances and that as well. Mm-hmm. Also talk about carrying pillion passengers, because quite often the, the motorcyclists may have the proper gear and the pillion passengers on the back and um, shorts and t-shirt and don't, and they don't do their helmet up. Yeah. So we teach them to make sure that the pillion is dressed as well as the rider, if not better than the rider. We teach them how to mount and dismount the bike because if you've got a pillion on the back who's never been on there before, the bike can actually fall over. Yeah. So we explain that and we explain how to make sure they're braking and acceleration smoother because if they're banging helmets and that, it's not the pillion's fault. Yeah. It's the rider's <laughs> fault. It's the rider's got to take responsibility. And the dynamics of the vehicle stop uh, change, sorry, the acceleration's going to take longer, the braking's going to take longer as well. We do have a few people who their spouses come on the back of the bike, so they actually come on the course as well. Oh, wow. So I actually get them to do the braking exercises and that with the pillion on the back. Oh, fantastic. So yeah, a gold person can sort of show up and tell you exactly what they use their bike for and things, yep. and, and you'll tailor that course to sort of try and match what the group are sort of generally looking to do. Yep. Oh, that's fantastic. That's cool. Um, so if I want to do a gold course, do I need to have completed the bronze and silver first, or um, what would your recommendation be around that, I guess? I think you, you really need to do a silver course and a gold, but you can come and do a gold. But if you've done the silver, it's going to prepare you for the gold because the gold is quite detailed. And if you haven't 
done the fundamental um, groundwork, you may fall over. <laughs> no, we're going to do that. We're going to no. we're going to look after everyone, but we want to make it an enjoyable day. Yep. Right. Well, we're nearly out of time, Lance, but I've got one last question for you. So, thinking back to when you first began riding with your your brother and, and, and your mates, if you could give that person, that Lance, one piece of riding advice, what would that be? Get training. Get training. Don't, don't, don't just think you know it all. I thought I was 10 foot tall and <laughs> bulletproof. Luckily, I didn't have an accident, but that was more through good luck than good management. Now we've got the ACC Ride Forever courses, and they're very cheap. $20 or $50 for a day's training is real. It's, it's priceless. Um, we didn't have that when I was young, and I didn't even know about it. I didn't even know about head checks. I didn't know about it. My parents never told me that, and that's where a qualified instructor can help you. Awesome. It, it will save your life. Well, that, that's been great. I've really learned a lot today, Lance, from, uh, from you coming along and hearing exactly how you run your courses. So thank you very much for your time. If you are interested in going on a Ride Forever course, um, you can head along to our website, www.rideforever.co.nz, or along to our Facebook page. If you would like to sign up with, uh, for a course here in Taranaki with Lance, go to that website and you'd look at using Road Safe. Um, or you can listen to some of our other episodes and hear from our other instructors as well. Um, other than that, Lance, I thank you so much for your time today, and have a, have a great time, and I'm sure there'll be a lot more people signing up to these Ride Forever courses shortly. Okay, thank you, Riley. It's been a real enjoyment, and um, I'd like to see some more riders out there, and especially some of these um, more mature riders come along and help mentor the, mentor the younger ones. I'd really appreciate that. Awesome. Sounds like a call to action. <laughs> That's fantastic. Thanks, Lance. Thank you for listening to today's show. I trust you enjoyed hearing from our guest about their motorcycling journey, experiences and the Ride Forever course. If you want to listen to this show or any of the others in the Kickstart Your Ride with Ride Forever series, visit Spotify, Apple Podcasts or the Access Radio Taranaki website. To register yourself or a family member for a Ride Forever course, or just to learn more about Ride Forever, please head to our websites at www. .rideforever.co.nz You can also visit the Ride Forever Facebook page to keep up to date with all information and promotions. Thanks for listening. Kakite. This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki in New Plymouth. Thanks to New Zealand on Air. For more local content, search for accessradiotaranaki.com.